Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsbrew, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. We are back at you with another Luxury Short-Term Rental show. Amy, I am so excited that you're here with us today. You are a crowd favorite inside of the community. <laughs> Continue to support all of our busy medical professionals, our busy docs, our busy attorneys, whatever they may be, you help them to really put on, I call it, pull it putting on the Ritz, you know? Yes. And so we're just so grateful for all of the support that you've given us. What I love about working with you Amy, is you give us all of the practical, you know, and all of the reasonable ideas when it comes to designing our space for whether it's a luxury short-term rental or a higher end medium term rental, you think outside of the box uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that we can accomplish our goals within our budget. And that is huge. Yes. So welcome. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for your unwavering support, for always raising your hand and you say, you know what, I'm here to help. And, and I'm just so grateful that you are helping to create and curate this community of short-term rental and mid-term rental hosts that have their properties furnished and designed in such a sustainable way. Hint, hint, we can talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. So yeah, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself, Amy. Well, I have been in the real estate industry, if you will, since 2007. I was a home stager here in Metro Atlanta for 15 years. And I started kind of blending my business with short-term rental in, at the end of 2018, 20, early 2019, when the Super Bowl was coming to Atlanta. And I had some properties staged in, in near the stadium where they were going to hold the Super Bowl and some investors came to me because that was my ideal client at the time were investors or flippers you know whatever word you know and they approached me and asked if they could turn their stage homes into short-term rentals for you know a week or so for the for the super bowl and i had to i didn't say no but i didn't say yes i said let me just double check everything because staging is different than short-term rental design very different it's a different industry you're going from real estate to hospitality. I didn't know that at the time, but I do know that now. But I knew enough to make sure that I needed to make whatever furniture I had in there had to be durable. And I didn't want anyone sleeping on beds that, you know, were potentially not stable enough because staging, again, is different. They In staging, they're not supposed to sleep on the beds. 
So I always used real furniture and I used real mattresses, which was always a win-win for me when I when I'm staging because I always wanted to elevate, you know, the the spaces and I didn't want to ever have anything fake. So I didn't have to worry about that. Ended up I didn't have to change anything. Everything was was fine and durable. And I said yes, modified my contract so I wasn't liable. <laughs> That's important. And that was the beginning of my journey. And I started looking into it more. I started creating systems for myself, which have evolved over the years. And I started calling myself a short-term rental designer because of that situation. And it just took off from there. And of course, working with you as part of my story, you know, working at your home and helping you create that space for your Netflix show was also a part of that journey and to me you know pivoting toward the short-term rental industry as well and as of august of last year i do it 100 percent, and you are a big part of that for sure Um, no no i love that because one thing amy that we have found a couple of i would call it points of constraint are actually finding designers that understand number one the difference between um, saving a home versus designing a home for a primary residence versus a short-term yes. rental, mid-term rental. So that's not easy to find. And then finding one that understands what profitability looks like, what, you know, where should we be investing the dollars versus where, well, not not necessarily needed, right? And so those right. are some of the things that you have helped our community navigate. And I absolutely, I absolutely love that. So we we've already hinted at midterm rentals. Uh, yes. can, we, can we talk about that a little bit? Could you elaborate Absolutely. a little bit on what are some of the most important considerations when creating a midterm rental space that is well-designed? And I know you and I, we love the sustainability aspect mm-hmm. of it and in, in our yes. hosting as well in, as in our design. Yeah. Could you speak to that, please? So without like giving my whole talk away at our wealth conference we're going to be doing. I would like to say that, you know, obviously midterm is, is, has, is a variation of short-term rental. It's not the same, but it's not completely different. What I see as what makes it more unique is you're going to make it more comfortable. You're going to make it more homey. You're going to make it so that people want to stay there for more than a month obviously, and you're going to put elements in there that are going to attract them to feel like they have those comforts that they would like if it was their home. So that's the mindset, you know, you want to have some of that similar again in short-term rental, but short-term rental, you're attracting an audience that is going to be there for a shorter period of time. They're going to probably be looking at spaces that are unique, even have some glam, have some kind of wow factor instagrammable aspect as well with midterm rental you can have cute you can have themes i actually might be working on one here in the near future with a theme but it doesn't have to have that 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 wow factor per se it has to be comfortable it has to be safe in a place that's safe where people will want to go and i always like to make sure i know rachel likes to add this too it should be pet friendly because people who are traveling for work or whatever, they may want to bring their pets, you know, and just making sure you're paying attention to those details and and 
thinking about that demographic, one thing I, I really succeeded well in staging was, and I learned this early on, and y'all call, I think you call it, my, my Southern just came out, you call it avatars, right? Yeah. In, in the real estate world, they're called target demographics. So who is the demographic or who's the avatar? And I always staged based on that mentality. It's scientific as well. It's psychological. And I think that's what set me apart is I was always thinking about who, who's the audience. It also helped that I used to teach high school and middle school drama. So I'm always thinking, who is the audience? How are we going to adapt this property to fit, to engage them? But also broad enough that if maybe, you know, there's always outliers, right? Broad enough that if it's an outlier, they're still going to be wanting to participate in that property at some capacity, right? As a guest. So that's my mindset. And I also am very focused on durability and quality. Anything that touches the body, you know, I love working with Host GPO. My favorite product through them is their textile standard textile products for bedding and for towels and stuff i've gotten huge compliments from from my owners from own reviews and things like that their cleaners are like this is the best materials that we've ever seen or ever worked with in bedding and they're i've i've had extensive conversations i don't just pick the stuff i to have conversations with i actually call standard textile and say why should i use your product what makes your product better than amazon you know sheets off online there their commercial quality they can take commercial cleaning like if you have your cleaners take the the bedding off site for cleaning it can work really good for commercial cleaning which means they're a very dense product they're going to take a lot of wear and tear and the cleanliness is going to show through. They're going to stay clean or looking clean longer. So yeah. you have that. I might have digressed a little bit, but I think no, those no, things are no, very I love important. The conversation because also, you know, you can, you, we, we don't typically wash our bed sheets every two or three days, right? At home. So you do you with short term rental. Yeah. And so it's a different story with, you know, just that constant cleaning and it, it starts to kind of peel sometimes. And although yeah. it may be a five-star review product, say on Amazon, well, that's yeah. typically people who are just using it for their own residential needs exactly. and they're not going to be taking a beating like, you know, exactly. For so sure. you're absolutely right. It's definitely a different ball game. Mm -hmm. Yes. And durability, yes. you know, durability should be the standard for both of those. STR and MTR, but if you are going to have people coming and going is one thing, they're not going to notice things as much because they're, you know, they may be traveling and having adventures during the day and just come home. They're so tired. They don't care what they're sleeping on, to be honest. <laughs> they're like, I just want to sleep. Midterm rentals, you know, I'm thinking of that nurse. If a nurse is your client, they could be working 12 hour shifts, maybe 15 hour shifts. They're going to want to come home and melt into their bed and just have a place where they can just relax and recoup. And I want that space to be something where, and, and the materials around them 
to be something that is going to be inviting that rest and that and that recouping. It's very important to me. I love that. I love that. Okay, so I know we did speak about the durability. Could we talk a little bit more about sustainability and you know hosting with sustainability in mind? Because I do believe that having an eco-friendly short-term rental is not only woo-woo, you know, but I have guests who speak to it. They like that. It's actually something that is marketable. It's kind of cool that you're asking about that because I just wrote a book about it. (laughs) It's called Eco-Friendly Design, Sustainable Practices for Environmentally Conscious Short-Term Rentals. But I also believe it could be midterm rentals. So we're not, it's not just focused on that. But mm-hmm. it is, you know, I like, it's not, it's like 20 bucks on Amazon. I didn't make it super expensive because I wanted it to be something that, you know, more of a, of a checklist. There's a checklist in the back of it. So I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. it was something that people, as they're thinking through, even before they buy a property, they have this in their mindset so they can, as they're looking at properties and thinking at things, they're like, okay, so this is something I need to think about and this, this, and this. So when it comes to eco-friendly, it can be on any level. It's not just the furniture and the aesthetics. It can be having solar panels, having the right washer and dryer that is going to be more, conserve energy more, water efficiency, all that. It can be how you're handling the waste and the recycling of the property, you know, all that. The landscaping, how is it, is it a landscape that is going to be sustainable through the different types of weather, drought, whatnot, you know, how it's, how it's the irrigation, how the water and everything flows and is it going to be in a way that it's compromising or is it something that maybe you could put a river rock or dry riverbed in mm. and it looks beautiful. Mm. It's organic mm-hmm. and oh. it will help carry the water away from the house or towards something. And, you know, all those things are, are, are ways to be sustainable. So anything in the house you can look at and say, is that sustainable or not? The flooring, there's special flooring. Bamboo flooring is really good, but there's also pet-friendly flooring. We had to do a lot of research for, I did a property in the Poconos. It was occupied, meaning that they already had furniture, but they were just wanting to update some things. And the flooring was one of them. And it was really important to this host that the flooring be eco-friendly, but also pet-friendly. So there are those options out there. You You have to look for them. But that is part of that as well, right? The mattresses, the bedding, the linens, those can all be eco-friendly as well and how you how you look at those. And there's some mattresses that are more eco-friendly than others based on the material. So that's, you know, very important as well. I love that. And so one thing that we added to our bathrooms were the switches that are motion censored. So that is one of the, you know, small ways that we're able to do that during the remodel portion of the property. So if someone leaves and forgets to turn the light out, 
you are it it'll turn off probably what you have a five minute timer or something based on the motion yep so mm -hmm. it, it's built into it whatever it's built into and and exactly. then you have that's taken care of and yep. that actually is super awesome for mtrs and strs because you never know the habits of your guests mm -hmm. and when they leave are they turning off the lights behind them who knows don't know. my kids but now don't, so. you don't have to even worry <laughs> about it you don't have to worry about it Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you the question about eco-friendly design for sustainable and environmentally friendly short-term rentals, the book. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, honestly, that project that I was working on with the flooring kind of inspired it because I hadn't thought about it to the depth that I had to consider with that project I mean and I didn't realize all the ways you could be eco-friendly it isn't just like saying we're eco-friendly it's the paint like mm. the backdrop paint that's also on host TPO it's 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 great it's a good product for that and I actually kind of recommend it now more than Sharon Williams <laughs> don't tell Sharon Williams that but <laughs> I love um, it it's the lighting, the type of light bulbs you use, the type of switches and, and whether or not they will turn off automatically or not. It is the water faucet, the toilet, all those things, anything that uses a renewable or a resource like water, gas, electricity, fire, whatever, there's an opportunity for it to be eco-friendly. And then there's the the items that are not those things like furniture, art, all those things that you can use products that are already existing. Like, you know, I, I don't encourage Goodwill necessarily, but there are things like dressers and side tables that if you yeah. wanted to paint and if it, and it matches your aesthetic, you can repurpose those things. You can repurpose a bench. You can add fabric to different things and and make them usable so and we call that you know back in like high school it's like or middle school whatever it's renew reuse and recycle right mm -hmm. so you're reusing an item you're you're yeah. like ups upcycling it that's another you know yeah. word so there are ways to to kind of like put an imprint on everything you're doing mm -hmm. in your midterm rentals or short terminals to make it eco-friendly. Awesome. I love that. And I really love the direction we're going in. And mm -hmm. so for those of you who will be attending the midterm rental wealth retreat, we will have the amazing Amy there with us live mm -hmm. and in person and yeah, in the flesh and imparting upon us detailed knowledge on the design of the space where we will be staying in addition, the design of you know what is yeah. working right now with with midterm rentals so i'm excited for that yeah i want to create I, if i could duplicate myself <laughs> that would be you know win-win or scary however you want to look at it but i have acquired so much knowledge over yeah. the years and it's really hard for me to like put it out there but i am always using that knowledge in my design and I, I do want to stress, I think for midterm rentals, short-term rentals, whatever it is, liability and durability are the key to your success. 
It will eliminate negative reviews. It will protect you. And I am always thinking consciously in every aspect of the liability of, of you and your property and making sure that you can take that deep breath. No one's going to get hurt. Nothing's going to break with normal use. I mean, if someone does something crazy, I don't have control over that. But normal stuff, you're going to you're going to have that confidence that you're going to be protected. And, you know, in the medical field, I know liability is very important. So, I want to translate that also for you to have confidence into your properties. I love that. I absolutely love that and that is something that is near and dear to us like mitigating risk. Mm -hmm. you know, with the liability. And so something that we often forget, we, we're thinking umbrella insurance, we're thinking different policies, but you're absolutely right. The furnishings can provide a it's bit of assurance. Yes, it is. Assurance. <laughs> I'm giving you assurance. Yes. I absolutely love mm -hmm. it. So as we wrap up, Amy, what are some words of wisdom that you can impart upon our community in terms of you know, what are some recent lessons that you have seen turn the light bulb on for, for members in the community or any of the clients that you've worked with lately that we can, you know, be thinking about? Yeah. So one thing that I have learned, and it, it does depend on your location too, you could be in a situation where you may have poor contractors reliability. You may not know it until you're into it. One thing I recommend and I like to do, and it's very successful. I have some clients that will have me come in before they even purchase a property and they will ask me to, maybe they've, they've toned it down because I don't want to be there and look at 50 properties, but maybe they've honed it down to two or three. We could spend a day going through those properties. I can analyze them. I can say, hey, you know, this house needs cosmetic stuff. You don't have to worry about those contractors so much if, if you just need a painter and someone that can like change out a handyman or something kind of thing. Those are typically a dime a dozen. Most people can do those things. So it'll get you started faster, making money faster. That investment starts, yeah. you know, becoming an actual investment. And so that's, that is something that I think a lot of people forget is that my experience, especially working with investors, where I was always at the property prior to anything happening, I have that experience. I can help you budget-friendly redo a kitchen or a bathroom or this crazy nook where you, you may have this weird kitchen pipe sticking out of nowhere and turn it into something that will create value, not only perceived value, but actual value so that you can make money off of that instead of losing money off of a of, of something like that. And my philosophy is if people are asking more questions than there are answers, we have to fix it. Yeah. So I fix it and I, I answer the questions for them and it creates a space that is five star. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you're right. Sometimes the feedback of your... <laughs> of your people is exactly the thing you need to, to pivot shift that specific property. Yeah. So Amy, oh my goodness, thank you so much for all of the value again, that you pour into our community. 
week after week after week. Can you give us, and I'll share it in the show notes, but give us all the places that we can follow you to make sure that the community oh is aware. <laughs> oh, please follow me on Instagram, vacation rental at a, in a box. Vacation rental in a box mm -hmm. is my Instagram handle. Also, I have that Facebook page. Same, yep. same. And it. that might be it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we'll add all your links yeah. as well, Amy. So again, thank you. I look forward to seeing you and yes. beautiful Park City, Utah. And I thank you so yes. much for being a proud My sponsor pleasure. of the event as well and continuing to support the community. And so as we wrap up, I'd love to leave the listeners with just a thought. So my thought is with every change, we have an opportunity to begin that with just a simple decision to act, right? And so I'm from the mindset of education. Education is the key. And I'm always learning. I get that. And it, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but there comes a time where, you know, you have the resources, you have the education, you have the community, you have the network that you need. Take action. It's when we took massive action is when we started to see, you know, the difference in our lives and how we're able to, you know, shape our lives. So that's what I would love to leave you with is take massive action. The time is now. There's still opportunities out there. And so with that being said, I thank you all so much, Amy. Thank you for continuing to inspire. Um, and thank you for believing your potential and the potential of what, you know, we have put together in the community. Yeah. And I, again, cannot wait to see you. I love you, girl. And I will see you soon.